Have you ever wondered what it takes to create a life that's free from the bonds of corporate slavery? Maybe you're already on that journey, but you're still figuring it out. This show aims to show you the way by sharing the real stories, strategies, tactics, trials and tribulations of freedom seekers at different stages of their journeys, from running a business on the side to serial entrepreneurs who've launched and scaled multiple multi-million dollar firms. Hello, I'm Craigie B. This is Corporate Escape Plan. Hey, this is Craigie B for the Corporate Escape Plan podcast. Today's guest is on a mission to inspire and help as many entrepreneurs as possible to create passionate mass movements around mission-led businesses of their own, and he's well on his way already. And it's true to say this man has to take a huge amount of credit for the Corporate Escape Plan podcast becoming a reality today. So who is this guy? His name is Jamie Atkinson. I'm delighted to have him with with us here today. He's a globetrotting, backpacking entrepreneur, podcaster, and podcasting for profit coach to growing numbers of business owners all around the world. Jamie is the founder of the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement podcast, a vehicle through which he's charting his journey as he aims to grow a seven-figure business whilst, whilst traveling the world with just a backpack, a laptop, and a microphone. Today, Jamie's going to be sharing his own corporate escape story, which has been far from plain sailing, and how his mess became his message. It's a story of how he left his full-time corporate job when he realized the business he worked for didn't care about him one little bit. It's about how he built a business that was doing really well, but suddenly stopped working overnight. It's a story of virtually going broke and of finding the courage to rip up the plan and start over again with some very big changes along the way. It's a truly fascinating journey and one I can't wait for Jamie to share with you guys today. Hey, hey, Jamie. Thanks for coming and welcome to the Corporate Escape Plan. Well, Craig, I am so excited to get on this call with you today because this is this has been a long time in the making, right? We've been we've been building up to this for a while, and I'm super privileged and honored to be on your show, especially when it's just starting out. I'm I'm real happy. And man, you know, it's funny you with that intro, because thank you so much for an awesome intro, by the way. But yeah, this this story, it's been a wild one. It's been a roller coaster, it's been up and down, you know. Yeah, so I'm I'm not I'm not gonna um, ask you to hang around. I'm gonna just invite you to dive straight in and tell your story. I've you know <sighs> I, I've given the highlights, but I know it's such a great story. I just want you to tell it. You know, it's it's so funny, Craig, because I I listen to so many stories, and and on my show we interview a lot of people as well. And one of the big things I've noticed is that a lot of people do have a highlight reel. And when you talk about the highlight reel, it sounds impressive. Like it's like left corporate job, traveled the world, you know, did this, did that, you know, flew to the US, followed his dream. But what people don't hear about is all of the crazy stuff that's happened in between. And, you know, and, and it's really challenging. Now, just to give everybody a background, just to share a little about me, I'm a lot of you guys who are listening are from the UK, which is super nice because I'm usually interviewing American people and on American shows. So it's nice to bring it back home for a little bit. But um, 
I used to work for DFS. So everybody knows DFS, right? The sale that never ends. So I was a sales manager for DFS for, for years. Um, I actually got started at DFS when I was 19. And before then, I had a sales job for another two years before that. I went straight from school, straight into a full-time job. And the big thing for me was I always knew when I was young, I wanted to build a business, but I never, I never really knew what that was. And I was never really brave enough to go out there and try it. I was just, you know, figuring out along the way what I wanted to do. And I, I fell into this career at DFS because, you know, I ended up moving out, couldn't afford where I was living. I was, I was earning about five pounds an hour. And then my house was costing like 850 pounds a month before food, you know, with, with electricity and bills and all of that stuff. So it turns out I was nearly broke. So I decided, all right, I need to get a better job. And I went into the sales career. And, you know, it's funny because I was, I was with that company for nearly seven or eight years and it was like any traditional corporate job, right? I was, you know, jumping through hoops, trying to get promotions. You know, I was a good salesman. I, you know, did well in the store. I got cited for management very early on. And it was always the case that I always had to prove myself, right? It's always jumping through a million hoops. And, and as with everything, they always seem to move the goalposts. And I did well. I got promoted. I was going and staying in these, you know, hotels in Oxford and all over the place to run these stores. But I was putting the company first time and time again, I ended up moving and all of this stuff. And eventually what happened was um, the first time I ever said no to my boss was uh, the first time I was basically thrown under the bus. You know, I was in, in, in the Oxford store and I decided, you know what, I need to, I need to get away. And my whole life, I'd never really done any traveling. I'd just kind of gone, you know, the typical all-inclusive holidays in Spain. And, you know, this one year I decided, you know what, I'm going to go and try this. And I, you know, in the space of about 10 days, I went and I booked a trip to go to Berlin. I was in Berlin for a day. I got a train up to Prague, was there for three days. Someone I'd met in Berlin was like, Jamie, you need to come down to Munich to Oktoberfest. It's going to be crazy. So I ended up rerouting all of my trains, went down to Munich, had this incredible, amazing time traveling for you know the space of 10 days. And I got back to my job. I was telling everybody in work about it. And I was like, hey, this is amazing. I had so much fun. And then someone said to me, wow, I bet you, I bet you can't wait till next year when you can do that again. And this little thing clicked in my head, which said, crap. I don't wait. I don't. I don't wait a year to do that again. Yeah. So I started to research how to make money online, and that was that was the first time I ever looked at it, right? And I uh, created a blog, and, and about a year passed, and I and I dabbled with the blog, and I didn't do too much, and I got back into the swing of things with my job. But you know, another promotion opportunity came up. I threw myself back into my work, and it just kind of happened where I it piqued my interest, and then work had got back in the way, and I was back to the regular everyday grind. But I gotta say, Craig, like I wasn't particularly happy at this time like I was going out every weekend getting blasted like off my face with booze and drugs and all sorts of things like that because you know I didn't know it at the time but I wasn't really happy I was yeah. just blurring and escaping every chance that I had and you know so the so the next year rolls around and I just taken a promotion to this new store and uh, I get a phone call from my dad and I'm, I'm in the work office and um, super unusual for him to call me and I remember picking up the phone and, and, you know, at the hum of this like fan above my head, I could feel like his nerves on the phone. I was like, dad, what's up? You know, it was kind of general chit chat. And he said, Jamie, your sister Lindsay's got cancer. And my, my sister is like four years older than me. So she was like 28 at the time. And it just absolutely knocked me for six. I was like, oh my God, like I couldn't believe what was happening. And for the next week, 
we were just in complete disarray. You know, she had cancer in her kidney. You know, nobody under 60 in the UK had kind of got that thing before. She was seeing all these specialists. Super, super scary times. So I ended up going to my boss and saying, look, this is the situation. My sister's got cancer. You know, my family is like, everybody's calling me. I'm leaning on everybody. You know, I'm trying to be the person that supports them. But I'm in this brand new role. And I'm really struggling. I need to go back to my team that, that I've been with for a year and a half that loves me, that supports me. And then maybe in the future, I can look at doing a promotion like this again. And my boss, pretty much in no uncertain terms, said, no, look, you've got a decision. You can either decide to go and do this and you can stay here or you can go back to that other store. But just so you know, you'll never be a manager in this company again. You'll go back as a salesman. And I, was, I was real disappointed because, you know, this is the person that I jumped through hoops for forever in a day. And the one time that I don't say yes, when it's in their interest and not mine, threw me under the bus. And, and that really pissed me off. So pretty much in that moment, I decided, you know what, screw this. I'm going to go back to that other store. I'm going to be a salesman. And in a couple of months, I'll be gone. And I decided to, you know, I started selling on the floor, like ferociously, you know, outbooked everybody, you know, to get as much commission as possible. And in the meantime, I like sold everything I owned, put my whole life into this sort of 40 liter backpack. And then two months later, I was gone. That was it. I, I packed up everything. And I had no idea what I was going to do at the time. You know, I, as soon as I had that conversation with them, and I should preface by saying my sister is okay now, by the way, she had a, Okay. You removed everything is fine. That's She's good news. She actually, once I started traveling, she flew out to Thailand and we spent a month together in Thailand, which was incredible. Some of the closest uh, moments we've ever had in our life. So I feel truly blessed to really have had this happen for both of us because although yeah. it's a terrible thing, it brought us a lot closer. And um, you know what was crazy is that I got back after this conversation with him and I was like, shit, I need to figure out how to make some money. So I set myself a goal. I was like, okay, I'm going to try and figure out how to make money online. I started this blog and I wanted to try and do that if I could. So I, I, I built this blog and within about two months, I'd made about $300, which is about 200, 200 pounds. Like not spectacular, not life-changing, but it told me you can do this. You can make money online. So for the next year, I basically was traveling all over the world. I went to Europe. I flew around everywhere. I went to Croatia, to, uh, to Austria. I ended up flying and spending a month in New York with a couple of my friends. And then I spent a ton of time in Thailand. And uh, what basically happened was over the space of that year, just to fast forward a little bit, I tried and failed at so many different businesses, Craig, it would, it would batter your heads to think about it. I mean, it was literally like freelance writer, blogger, you know, Pinterest. I was on Pinterest for my blog. I wrote a Pinterest course, an Instagram course. Uh, I changed and did a Pinterest management agency. Things started to go really well with the agency. I got up to like 5,000 pounds a month in terms of recurring income. And then mm. about a month later, I had this algorithm update and my whole business got just washed away and all my results disappeared and I was back from skip square one again. So I had this kind of intermediate level of like a little bit of a results and then it all went wrong. A little bit of results and it all went wrong. And long story short, after about a year of doing this battle, you know, I whittled down pretty much all my savings. I was still trying to figure stuff out. And I was in Thailand um, again. This was almost a year later. And I, I thought to myself, you know, something's got to change. So I made the really difficult decision to spend the last part of my savings 
to fly to the US uh, to go to an entrepreneur's conference um, called Funnel Hacking Live. And, you know, overall, the whole thing cost me about £3,000 with the flights and the tickets for the event and everything like that. But I knew I needed to be surrounded by entrepreneurs because traveling is real lonely. You know, people don't tell you this, but when you're running a business and you're running uh, and you're traveling as well, it's really difficult to have that sense of community and support. And that's what I was really lacking. So I went to this conference and oh my God, it blew my mind, Craig, because you know, I went there thinking one thing and walked away with a completely different mentality. I mean, one of the things that you touched on my intro at Funnel Hacking Live, one of the first speeches I listened to was a guy called Nicholas Biley, runs a company called Billion Dollar Body. And on stage, he started to talk about how your mess becomes your message. And what he meant was that all the crazy stuff that happens in your life, all those vulnerable moments, the things that go wrong, the mistakes you made, all of those messes that you make become your message. If you share them with people, sharing that vulnerability allows people to get connected back with you. And that's how you grow your tribe of people. And that's how people connect with you. So at that time, I was like, oh, crap. I'm not doing that. I was living this lie. I was telling everybody, yeah, I'm successful. I'm running a business. I'm traveling abroad. But the truth of the matter was, Craig, I was broke. You know, things weren't going well. I didn't have any clients. I had one client who hadn't paid me for a couple of months. And I was in a bad place. But outwardly, I was portraying this vision of somebody that was successful because I didn't want my friends back home to see that it wasn't working out. I wanted them to be like, oh, he's killing it. He's doing the thing, you know? Because the last thing I ever wanted to do was come back to that corporate job and, and everyone to be like, well, I told you it wasn't going to work out. You know, that wasn't <clears throat> what I wanted in my mind. So I came out of this conference and I just made this decision. I was like, everybody that I'm going to talk to now in the future, I am just going to be completely openly transparent and tell people the real story. And I, I started doing it straight at the conference. And it was crazy how by being this part of myself that I hadn't been for so long, people started to get connected with me. You know, people were so invested in, in helping me and, and supporting me. You know, I ended up signing up for a $30,000 coaching program, which I absolutely couldn't afford. Like I couldn't even afford the first payment, went on a credit card. And, um, you know, as I was walking to the front to go and collect the, uh, you know, they brought us all up on stage. I had people who I'd met at the conference cheering for me and saying, you know, I believe in you, you've got this because they all knew what a vulnerable position I was in. And I was still making that leap because I trusted that these people around me were going to help me. So after that happened, I mean, that was transformational. I ended up um, from that point then um, deciding I was going to start a podcast because I just wanted to document. I wanted to tell everybody the story of what I was going through as I was seeking out to build this business. And at the time, I thought I was going to build an agency for dentists. That's what I thought. I, was, I thought I was going to go and help orthodontists like get more customers. That's what I had in my mind. But what quickly happened was as I did the podcast, a couple of people came up to me and said, Jamie, you're killing it in the podcast space. You should help other people do that now. And so as you know, Craig, having come through my program and we're on the very podcast that you created, which is awesome. Yeah. My, my kind of life's mission now is to go and help entrepreneurs who are like me to actually go and podcast for a couple of reasons, because podcasting is a great way to get your message out there. I think it's really powerful to help you understand who you are as a person and to become this kind of authority in your space. But more than anything, I'm teaching people how to use a podcast to get customers for their business and to drive their business, which is super fun. So that's, that's my story, man. I mean, what do you think? Did, did that cover it all pretty well? Yeah. I mean, that's so, so insightful. And, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate you telling the whole story warts and all and i can see 
um, you know, just listening to it, it, it's easy to see how that could be transformational in your business and because it helps people relate to you. So, but I'm interested as to, you know, what has been your biggest discovery in terms of business building throughout that journey? And I almost suspect that it's telling your whole story, Watson, or might be up there as possibly the biggest one or somewhere close. Um, so if that's already it, maybe you could share one other big discovery that, that's helped, helped you to date to get... To you know, yeah, I mean, what's really interesting, Craig, is that telling my story was the epiphany moment for me. Right. That's when I realized that that's what I needed to do. I needed to be open to sharing stuff. I, and, and really, my biggest takeaway about what makes people successful is two things, really. The first thing is just having a lot of stamina. So, you know, I'm sure you've seen that picture online where there's a picture of a baby wolf with one arrow in him and he's dead on the floor. And then there's a picture of a bigger wolf who's got 17 arrows in his back and he's bleeding, but he's standing up on both legs and he's looking strong. And the metaphor there is that really you've got to have persistence with failure. You know, if you can keep going and keep trying and just go longer than anybody else does and don't give up, you will eventually get there through resilience, through you know, pushing through. And the truth is that the very, the most successful people and everybody that I know that's had success in the online space, it's not their first rodeo. This is not the first business they've tried. But most people, and this was me as well, Craig, are scared to try. They're scared to put themselves out there and they're scared to fail. So what happens is they give themselves a backup plan. They say, okay, well, I'm going to start a business in my spare time. I'm going to start a business on the side or, you know, I'm going to start this business, but I'm not going to put any money into it because if it fails, then I've not really invested. And the problem is that's a completely backwards mentality to have because if you don't invest in yourself and you don't invest in an idea, well, it's never going to be successful. And one of the biggest mistakes that I made was not throwing myself fully into it. I kind of said to myself, oh, well, I've got this fairly decent big gig that pays me a bit of money. I'm going to, you know, I've got my savings. I've got my money there. I'm just going to play at it. And I'm just going to try until I can have success. And the problem was I did that for 12 months. And the whole time, my income level would bounce up, bounce down, and it would always stay at the same level. It was only when I gave myself that option where I said, I am going all in. This is, you know, and Tony Robbins says this beautifully. He says, if you want to take the island, you've got to burn the boats. And what he means mm. is that when marauders and armies would come to invade an island, what they would do is they would burn the ships behind them. And the reason they said that was that, hey, guys, look, there is no going back. We have burnt the ships. You either take this island or you die. And putting yourself in that position, that sounds very extreme. But as a business, I only came into success when I said to myself, I am spending all of my money. I'm investing in a $2,500 a month program and I have no income. So if I don't figure this out in the next month, I'm not going to eat. And let me tell you, when you put yourself in that position, you are not going to starve. You are not going to die. You, it just doesn't happen, right? Do you find a way to make it happen? But so many people are terrified. They're absolutely terrified to put themselves in that risk, in that position. And I see people do this all the time. They have this, this illusion of security with a job. They're like, I need that regular income. I've got a mortgage. I've got a family. I've got kids that I need to feed. But the truth is, 
if you're sat there right now and you're at home and you're saying to yourself, you want to build a business, but every night you go and watch Netflix for two hours, or you say you want to build a business, but every morning you go and spend $10 on a Starbucks coffee and you say you don't have money to invest in your business, or every morning you wake up and say, I don't have time to go and get fit because you're watching the news and you haven't got 10 minutes to go outside and skip or jump some rope. You're kidding yourself because you have all the resources there to be able to make, make it happen. But a lot of people, and by the way, I'm not, I'm not telling you off for this because I was in the same position. I just want you to be self-aware. If you're listening to this right now, I just want you to ask yourself, is that you? And the question to ask yourself is, do you really want to build a business? Because if you don't, that's totally okay too. But if you do want to build a business and you want it to be successful, you can't half play at it. You've got to go all in. And that doesn't mean quitting your job when you haven't even figured out what direction you go into. But it does mean putting your time and your energy and your investment into that business to make it work and you know to sacrifice and to put things first. Because it's only when you have that mentality of, I'm going to put everything into this, that you will succeed. Because it's that failure mentality of, I'm either going broke and I'm starving or I'm going to thrive, that's the position that most entrepreneurs have to go into before they have a breakthrough and before they become very successful. Almost every successful entrepreneur that you speak to will have had that breakthrough moment. And I'm a big believer of the 80-20 rule, the Pareto principle. It won't be everybody, but about 80% of those entrepreneurs will have had that first breakthrough when they're at the moment where it's all or nothing, where the business is going to break. So my, my biggest advice to anybody that wants to get out of the corporate escape and wants to really find a way out is to just do it. I put myself in the position where I was forced, right? I, I said to myself, I value my family and my sister over this business that I've given my life to. And I knew if I didn't make that decision then, I would never make that decision because they were going to put me in a comfortable job with a company car and a cushy salary that made me feel like I couldn't walk away. But if you're in the position right now where you feel like I need to leave this job or I want to do something for myself. And if you're listening to this podcast, you are no doubt there. You're taking those first steps. I remember when I was there, this is the kind of show I was listening to. And you just have to say to yourself, I'm just going to do it. Figure out the plan that you want to execute on. Go and find someone that's doing what you want to do. Follow their framework. I'm a big believer of copying what works and then adjusting it for you. Go find someone to follow. Go pick one thing to do and then quit your job and go do it. And I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, people are terrified to do that. But the 1% who do are the people that find happiness and success. And you know, honestly, Craig, it isn't going to be overnight. You're probably going to have six months of squeaky bum time where it's like, oh God, this isn't working. <laughs> How am I going to figure it out? But let me tell you, if you've got savings, if you've got money in the bank, that might be damaging. That might actually give you that safety barrier that is something that's going to put you out. It's going to avoid, help. It's going to actually stop you from pushing through. If you really want to be successful, you have to put yourself in that position of pain where you have to face that obstacle. You have to look it in the face and say, I'm going to eat you for breakfast and this is what we're going to do. And it's scary. It's terrifying. I broke down in tears every day. I just didn't want to get out of bed. It terrified me. But that only happened for two weeks before I realized the clock was ticking. And those last 10 days, let me tell you, I put some serious work in and I made it happen. And that really is my, is my number one secret to success. Now, that ain't easy. And 99% of you who are listening to this aren't going to do that. But the 1% of you who do are going to be the people that succeed. Wow. 
loving this. I love the burn the boats analogy, um, but I, th- I think it's worth remembering that even someone who burns the boats, which is, you know, which is incredibly extreme, they have completed part of their mission before they burn the boats because no, no one burns the boats on themselves when they're still at sea. So, yeah, you don't want to burn the boat when you're still on the boat. That's not yeah. something you want to do, right? Yeah. So that's why it's very important <laughs> to have a framework and an idea because what you don't want to do is quit your job and then sit at home eating Cheerios every morning. You want to have an <laughs> idea of what you want to do. You want to have a mentor and somebody to follow. My uh, Another thing I'd say is get into a coaching program. You cannot substitute um, coaching, taking somebody else's experience to get you there quicker. Um, but also my advice is be careful who you choose. You have to find someone that's going to, help you achieve the goal that you want to achieve yeah love it some real value there jamie and i really appreciate it and and i know from experience um of working with you what a great coach you are um so i'm gonna wrap up now and i know um that we're lucky enough to have you coming back for a further episode to talk about uh, mindset and psychology um which may allow us to do dive a little deeper into some of the things behind what was going on with your story in, in you know in terms of uh, mindset breakthroughs but before we close off i just want to give you an opportunity we're also about providing value to our guests who give up their time to dish out the value so yeah well i tell you what craig i tell you what's interesting is that and, and i heard this from somebody who gave a speech at a conference one once the truth is that in the 30 minutes or the 25 minutes that you guys have been listening you may have had some great takeaways some great moments that you're thinking wow that really makes sense but nobody ever built a business after listening to a 30 minute speech or an hour-long talk the the really the best way that people like me or a speaker on stage can serve you is to help you at the next level. Now, for some people on stage, that's when they sell you their program, right? Now, I'm not going to do that. If, if you guys are interested in understanding what you need to do to take the next step, and if you want to do something like Craig has done to create a podcast, which I think is a great way to refine your message, to learn from other people and other experts and get the opportunity to speak to people one-on-one. I've had so many doors open to me by being able to interview amazing entrepreneurs through my podcast. I'm more than happy to help you guys out for free. So if you guys want to the idea and you like the idea of creating a podcast, figuring out your business along the way, then I'd invite you to come and join our free Facebook group. We have a Facebook group called Podcasting 101, Four Ways to Monetize a Podcast. And you guys can join by going to www.joinpodcasting101.com. I'd be more than happy to get you to come into that. Reach out and send me a personal message as well, either via Instagram, I'm at Jamie Atkinson, or on Facebook as well, Jamie Atkinson Media. Just give me a shout and I'm more than happy to chat with you guys. But yeah, if you want to take the next step, the best piece of advice I can give you is to go and do it, right? It's not to think about it and then, you know, pontificate. It's to actually go and take action. Action is the key to success. That's so great. yeah, if you guys want to head there, you're more than welcome. That's great. Now, just to save anyone rewinding, if you want to repeat the, the name of the Facebook group and the website, take it away. It's Podcasting 101 is the Facebook group, or you guys can go to joinpodcasting101.com. Nice and easy. Thank you so much, Jamie. Really appreciate that. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely brilliant. Cheers for now. So if you've enjoyed today's episode and feel you'd benefit from joining a community of like-minded people, then you may wish to consider joining our free Facebook community. 
Head over to Facebook now, look for the Corporate Escape Plan community, then apply to join by answering the questions. The group officially opens on Monday, March 9th, 2020. So if you're listening to this episode during our launch week, you may need to wait a number of days for your application to be approved. See you inside.